You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is The One Utensil Wedding. Sometimes weddings ask things of you you never thought possible. In 1986, I went to Amsterdam to serve at a conference where people from all over the world were coming, not only to attend, but to volunteer as well. I was given the job of being a hostess at several workshop rooms in the Rye Centre and was also assigned a young woman who would be my roommate in the dorms that had been prepared to house all the volunteers. The young woman assigned to me came from the west coast of the USA and was completely unlike me. She was tall, had very long jet black hair, was an artist as well as an art teacher, and lived quite the bohemian life. I was short, had short brown hair, and was just starting my life as a missionary with an inner-city youth ministry, with great admiration for anyone who could live a bohemian lifestyle. We became great friends during our three weeks of living in the same dorm room, and at the end of our time of volunteering at the conference, parted ways with the promise of staying in touch with one another. In those days, the cheapest and easiest way to communicate was through snail mail, and so letters made their way between Midwest Canada and the west coast of the U.S. on a semi-regular basis. Dee and I both valued our faith relationship with Jesus, even though the expression of it looked quite different for each of us. Our letters were often filled with the questions we had about faith, where we were headed in our chosen careers, and what our present relationships with men were like. Dee and I moved through a few of those relationships in the years we communicated, some that lasted a long time and others that ended quickly and at times quite painfully. Over the 15 years Dee and I communicated and occasionally saw one another, our friendship grew and provided both of us with a long-distance friend that we could count on in all of life's good and challenging times. In our 16th year of staying in touch, Dee began to share about a man she had met that was looking more and more like a potential husband for her. They had many things in common with their art and faith in Jesus being the most precious similarities. By the end of our 16th year of friendship, Dee announced that they were engaged and would be married the following summer. She gave me the date and asked if there was any way that I would be able to attend the wedding. With a quick glance at my calendar, I assured her that I would try my best to attend and help out with anything that might need doing just before and on the day of the wedding. 
Dee was so excited that it might work for me to come, and so was I. As I had never met her fiancé, but felt like I knew him from our many communiques about him. The summer of Dee's wedding arrived, and I was thrilled that I could not only attend the wedding, but could also spend time with Dee prior to the wedding, helping her with last-minute details and meeting her fiancé. As her wedding was on the West Coast and coincided with some extra travels I wanted to make, a friend of mine offered to accompany me so I would not be traveling alone. I appreciated the offer and asked Dee if it was okay for my friend to join me at the wedding. Dee was very kind and said that my friend was most welcome to attend. Plans were made and off my friend and I were, not only to attend Dee's wedding, but after it to enjoy some further travels on the West Coast. We arrived a few days before the wedding and quickly were caught up in all the pre-wedding details, like offering to pick up things, drop other things off, clean up Dee's condo, and on and on. Dee was grateful for our help and reminded me once again that we were so different, as she didn't even know the details that needed attention and I, with my OCD, was very aware of the details that needed attention. Being there a little earlier also allowed me to meet Dee's fiancé and get to know him a little better. I could see why Dee thought they were a good match. He was an incredible artist, loved to sail, lived off of the land in quite a bohemian way, and valued his faith relationship with Jesus. It was so fun to see them together and to see that their future plans were very much aligned with their loves and values. Finally, the big day arrived and all details were in place for the wedding to take place at a gorgeous nearby sailing club. The site of the sailing club was chosen because after the ceremony and reception, Dee and her husband were going to literally sail away on their honeymoon. The ceremony was casual, intimate, and meaningful. The guests who came seemed to appreciate the ceremony and with joy took part in it as instructed. After the ceremony, there was a short break and then the reception was to start. The reception was a reflection of Dee and her husband, for it was set up to be a potluck. Each guest had been encouraged to bring a favorite main dish or dessert, and then these would be set up like a buffet for the guests to enjoy. Dee had asked if my friend and I would be the ones to oversee the food and drink portion of the reception. Well, this seemed a pretty simple task, and so my friend and I agreed to be in charge of the potluck reception. If we had only known what we said yes to, perhaps our answer would have been very different. The first sign of the challenges to come was that the number of dishes and desserts delivered by the guests seemed to be very little compared to the number of guests who were in attendance, and there was no plan B for the addition of other food items. Secondly, the drink portion of the night also seemed to have been vastly underestimated of drinks versus number of guests in attendance. Thirdly, the very sparse kitchen at the sailing club only sported one knife. The knife was just slightly larger than a paring knife, but it was the only utensil that we could find in the entire kitchen. This knife was all we had to cut up breads, casseroles, and desserts that had been delivered by the guests. This knife was all we had to mix juice. This knife was all we had to serve the potluck items. 
This knife was it. As my friend and I realized the enormity of this last challenge, we decided to laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. At times we were laughing so hard we could hardly breathe and were afraid the guests in the next room would hear us. At one point while we were preparing the potluck, I made a joke that this reception at a wedding was funnier than the one Jesus attended in Cana, where they ran out of wine and then he made water into wine. This reception was all about not enough food and only one utensil to manage the food. I am happy to report that in spite of all the challenges at the reception potluck, Dee and her husband had a great time, the guests seemed to roll with less food than expected, and when all was said and done, the couple was married, the guests seemed happy, the guests had a great story to tell about this unique wedding that they attended, and my friend and I had a story to tell for years to come, should we find ourselves at a dull party that needed some laughter added to it. The instrumental Great Is Thy Faithfulness was recorded by two colleagues of mine, Dave Miller and Jordan Jackie. I thank both of them for providing some great instrumental music for me to use. I chose this song because Jesus is faithful to us in so many ways, just as he was at the wedding at Cana, where he turned water into wine. Jesus loved seeing people celebrate and helped them keep the celebration going. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? My favorite character is Armin. I like the kid who kept saying, Peas, he was funny. Peas! I love peas! I love the Captain Karate Dino Cup action figure. Yeah, it's like funny, and it's about the Bible, and it's really funny. Kids love Micah Supervlog because it's, like, funny. Parents love it because it, like, teaches kids important truths about God. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. What can I say about this one utensil wedding? I can tell you that I learned so many things at that wedding. I learned that a wedding should reflect the couple and that the emphasis Dee and her husband placed on their ceremony being meaningful and reflecting their faith versus placing huge expense and energy on the reception seemed appropriate. I learned that when you invite others to share in a unique way in your wedding celebration, it allows people to give to you in simple yet profound ways. 
I learned that when we share our gifts by serving others, even having just one utensil can be used to be helpful and allow us to show our love for others. Earlier, I mentioned that Jesus attended a wedding where a challenge showed up, and his response warms my heart. Let me read from the Bible in the book of John, chapter 2, verses 1 to 11 from the New Living Translation. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars, used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then, when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. My question to you and I is, where can you and I show up to help out, even if there are challenges before us? Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website, www.ascoopoflife.com, or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Music